0: This October,
2: Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give
0: you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle
2: as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch
1: 2, free-to-play October 4th.
0: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Tuesday, February 15th, Ian Cameron, Alex, uh, Jimmy Murphy, and Andrew McGinnis uh, with us right now, ready to break down the Tuesday card on a BetCast Tuesday. That's right, This t- tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, our second live BetCast of the season. Looking forward to it. We have nine games on tap, another busy Tuesday night uh, in the NHL, and we'll start up the BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, just like two weeks ago, you know, live betting, we're going to talk, shoot the shit about the games as they're taking place, keep you up to date on all the goals, everything that's going on, all the scoring updates, live bets, period, in-period bets, next team to score, live totals, you know, period totals, uh, live money lines, live puck lines, whatever, Every live player props even, you can bet those at a lot of books, so Everything's on the table tonight, a live bet cast. We'll be having one of these each and every Tuesday night, the rest of the regular season and probably the playoffs as well. And we'll throw in a few on Thursdays as well, maybe shorter, maybe not all night, including the late games on a Thursday, but the plan is uh, at least Andrew and I will be uh, jumping in to do some Thursday uh, bet casts as well uh, throughout the course of the season. So, uh, looking forward to a lot of live betting uh, shows, live BetCasts for the rest of the season, including tonight. So make sure you join us for that. DM me or any one of the crew if you want to join us live on the BetCast, and we'll make sure you get on the stream. But before that, we've got a regular a regular daily show to get through and a card breakdown. Uh, so let's get to it. We will start in Ottawa with the St. Louis Blues and the Ottawa Senators. We have St. Louis minus 220. Uh, road favorites, total of six here uh, in this game, shaded to the over. Uh, this is an interesting one because you got a Blues team that has played terrific at home, not nearly as good on the road, but overall they're still the better of these two teams. You've got an Ottawa team that, tell you what, they fight the good fight every game. Uh, the Bruins game, they lost two nothing. They just couldn't find the back of the net. Uh, before that, you know, Matt Murray played great against Pittsburgh again, couldn't find the back of the net. They had a two games uh, shutout streak. Going into Washington on Sunday, where Ottawa was held off the scoreboard two straight games, but they broke out against Washington on Sunday afternoon, Super Bowl Sunday, and ended up getting a very impressive four to one win uh, in that game uh, over the uh, Washington Capitals. So uh, Forsberg was very good in net. They gave, uh, of course, uh, Matt Murray the uh, day off uh, in that game, so Forsberg got in net. Washington continues to be just so inconsistent and erratic, and, and that those struggles continued. Sunday afternoon against Ottawa, but give the Senators credit, a nice solid road win, four to one. And that's the tricky part of this game. St. Louis is better uh, team. You think they can win this game, but you'd never totally uh count out the chance of Ottawa, maybe sneaking up and pulling an upset or two. They're capable of doing that. This should be interesting in terms of the goalie matchup because we've got Billy Husso in net for St. Louis tonight. He's been terrific. He's been the better goalie. I think Craig Barube is finally committing now to him as the number one goalie you know, going into this uh, game, and I don't blame him. This is now back-to-back starts for him. Unfortunately for Ottawa, you look at the situation that they've got here, the injuries are mounting. Uh, Josh Norris and Batherson and Colin White and Shane Pinto were already out, and now Thomas Shabbat. you know, the big hit he took. Clean hit, by the way, on Tom Wilson. I don't want to hear this. Tom Wilson is a dirty uh, player after that hit. That was a good, clean hit on his part. It was just an unfortunate result. Uh, that happened to Shabbat in that game. And uh, he will miss this game now as a result for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Looks like Alex Formanton, who also got banged up the last game, is uh, questionable to play tonight in this one. He also left that game uh, in the third period of Sunday's win against Washington. So you're already without Batherson and Norris, missing your best defenseman tonight, Shabbat, and maybe Alex Formanton, who's played pretty well lately for Ottawa. So, I don't know if I'm going to get involved in the game. Maybe on the bet cast, I will, from a live betting standpoint. But I'd lean to the Blues in regulation. I just think Ottawa could be a little bit too depleted tonight. This is actually a game I'd lean to the under with uh, in terms of the total because you've got Husso playing great. It's probably going to be Murray and Nett. Murray's been excellent the last few starts. You know, tough luck. He played well against Boston. They didn't score for him. He played well against his old team, Pittsburgh. They didn't score for him. He's really played well. He's kept the team in the game, given them a chance, kept the goals against to a minimum. So, this could be a good old fashioned goaltending duel between two goaltenders playing well at the moment. So, I would actually lean to this under just a little bit as well.
2: Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you here, St. Louis and Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, um, I I agree with the under there. Um, I think uh, Sen's team total under minus 120 is even a better one because that way you can just take St. Louis out of the picture. You guys know I've started to be a lot more of a team total better. Uh, you know, it'd be horrible to see you know, uh, you know, an absolute demolishing uh, in favor of the Blues, and then you lose that full game under. So, uh, a sense team to under is kind of where I'd look as far as that goes. But I found something kind of interesting here, guys. Without Norris and Batherson in the lineup, Senators averaging two point one goals per game. I mean, it's just not pretty. I mean, this is a team that I call them the pesky Sens. A lot of people call them the pesky Sens, I guess. And you never really know when they're going to upset a team. We found that out on the weekend. Uh, with the Washington Capitals, I believe, and I just don't believe this is one of those spots for them. You know, um, we talked about it with Vito a couple days ago, Ian, on the show that everybody was on St. Louis. Uh, I believe it was against the Blackhawks, and I had their team total. and I think that they often score against the weaker teams. They don't they don't get upset often against these below average teams. And I think that uh, with the way their power play is set up, with the way their top six is built, and the physicality of this team. You throw in Huso, how well he's playing right now. Um, I think that St. Louis Blues play a huge part in tonight's game, uh, and 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 get the job done. The fact of the matter is, how do you how do you beat this? How do you find a way to bet this? Do you look at the team total under? Do you try and find the dance partner? Um, of course, the one I recommended yesterday, even though <laughs> I said that, hey, I you know there's going to be one uh, landmine. Of course, yesterday on the show, one of the two teamers I gave out involved Winnipeg. Um, so that one didn't go very well. But I think that uh, one of the two teamers I like tonight are Tampa Bay and St. Louis. At DraftKings, our sponsor, you can get that minus 108. So you put those two teams together, I think it's a pretty good spot for both of them. Yeah, it seems like
0: even the later and later we go into the regular season, the more and more you're likely, if you're going to go the parlay uh, route, uh, to find someone that upsets the apple cart you know, and, and ruins the whole thing, because you do find... Uh, there's always that one team that's going to pull a monster mm-hmm. upset. And that, you'll find find that even more uh, as we get later into the season. Like I say, and here we are, and I've said this on Twitter before the show, get used to this. This is going to be what we've got to deal with for the rest of the regular season, especially when you're talking about the better teams in the league facing the worst teams in the league. We have a night ahead here with six of the nine games that have a favorite of minus 180 or higher, all right? and And five of those nine games minus 200 or higher. I mean that is what we're dealing with right now. I mean it's just going to be you got to pick your spots if you're going to get involved in these games with a large favorite versus a large underdog, you've got to get creative. If you're especially if you're going to back the favorite, you've got to get creative in what you look at. Do you go a team total? Do you go a first period puck line? What do you do? You've just got to find different derivative bets because obviously I pers- I'm I'm of the belief of this to be true and I'm certainly recommending this to everyone watching and listening. You don't want to be laying minus 200 or higher on a regular basis, not in this sport. You no. just do not want to do that. That is the one way ticket to burning your bankroll mm-hmm. in a hurry.
2: However, I will say that this is the time of year in both NBA and NHL where you really choose your buyers and sellers. You know, there's going to be teams where you're going to find yourself fading constantly. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes for me, I'm like, I don't want to bet against a team too much because it's like, oh, well, eventually they're going to win. But you look at a team like, the Columbus Blue Jackets, you know, that's a team that I, I could see myself fading a shit ton in the second half of the season and not really thinking twice about it. So sure, I wouldn't want to lay a huge price with the Flames tonight, or even look at the Blues, obviously against the Senators, but they're a team that I want to find a way to bet. You know what I mean? So like, even though they have that huge price, find a way to to bet on them, you know, and that team total under is one that I never really do. You You guys know me. I usually bet these team total overs, but I think tonight, that's a good way of finding good value in this game is is betting on St. Louis to play a good defensive game. Yeah, exactly. Get creative. Team totals, first period puck lines, regu- regular
0: puck line if you want, but there's different ways to get at a big favorite like St. Louis tonight rather than minus 220. Better ways to get at them than minus 220. Uh, that is for sure. And uh look, I'll I'll pat myself on the back from for yesterday for one thing. Andrew asked the question on the show, which you did which yeah, was did. most likely to pull the upset. I did say Chicago. Uh, against Winnipeg because I didn't believe in Seattle. I didn't believe in San Jose doing it. I said, and I certainly didn't believe in Detroit doing it, although Detroit was pesky. You know, they kept battling back, but eventually they did lose to Minnesota as well. Matt Boldy, holy shit, what a night. Hat trick for him. Is that guy going to be good? He already does look like a hell of a player for the Wild, but Chicago was the team that
2: ruined people's parlays last night. Jimmy, I got to say real quick before we get your thoughts. Every time, are you at that bar right now? No. You're not. I will say... That is the most real – out of every green screen mode I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life, I swear to God, every single time, I'm like, there's no way he's actually there, right? And I That's, didn't think you actually – like I'm telling there. you, man, that is a good quality – That is like, because
1: my silhouette and a bar go perfect together. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though, man. It's good quality Close. picture. It's, good. it's the fours in Boston. It's now yeah. closed. Stork Bar. No, it, it is. is
0: but you, you look like that. you're really in that bar and that bar it does. does still it looks exist. looks like he's at the bar with the, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: Maybe I'll be doing some shots in this bar later, but uh, for now I'm sober. <laughs> Guys, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm with you on this too. And I'm going to, I'm going to not go near that side right now. What I'm going to do is take St. Louis in the first period on the puck line here. Um, This is an Ottawa team that obviously overachieves and and look, they are going to miss Thomas Chabot. And that's what I'm really worried about. If there was one injury that I think they they really couldn't overcome it would be him because look at the minutes he logs look what he means to that back end uh, and the front end with the offense he can create as well so I don't like their chances I think they lose but just to play it safe I'm going to take them the first period here I think St. Louis comes out and jumps on a team that might be a little disoriented not having their backbone there and then I'm also going to take the under uh, because like you said Matt Murray's been playing some great hockey and look, Jordan Binnington is good, Is due for a really solid game. He's trying to find his game. He wants to get in the groove heading towards the playoffs here. So I, I could sense an under game here, some good goaltending. Uh, so give me the under six and the Blues puck line in the first period.
0: All right, so that's first period puck line minus a half uh, at a uh, plus price for Jimmy there, and the uh, under six in this one. Uh, Jordan Bennington will have to wait for another game to. Pick oh, he's up not in. Okay. He's not in tonight. Yeah, okay, so for the uh, Blues, and he's been the better of the two. I mean, Greg well, Berube is going with the yeah. guy that's been better for him lately. No question
2: uh, about that. So uh, I think he's he's the guy at the moment uh, for St. Louis Blues. Jimmy, I'm curious, like from the reporter perspective, like uh, is it ever weird asking questions to coaches about that type of stuff when it's clear that a a number one job is moving towards somebody else, um, especially with payroll and stuff like that. Like no, you it's ever weird asking
1: the goalie, but not the goalie. coach. Right. Yeah. Okay. Goal, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. weird a- asking the actual goalie who might be the guy getting pushed away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that can be a little awkward. <laughs> We've had those moments before in Boston. So I bet. Yeah.
2: Well, right now in Boston, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a whole job. deal. Yeah. yeah. I think after
0: all these years, Jimmy's developed a good sense of timing when to ask something and when not. <laughs> exactly. To do. It's all about read the room. Yeah. Read the room. And, and sometimes you got to ask the question. The temperature of the situation. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, sometimes you're going to know, you know, it's, it's going to, you're not going to get a, a happy answer. You're going to get a ticked off person responding, but it is what it is. You got to do, you got to do your job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next up, we've got the New York Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres. Neither of these teams have been doing their jobs for a large part of the season. <laughs> uh, we've got the uh, Islanders minus 205 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, you've got the Islanders Now, The uh, again, here we go, though, with the Islanders, right? This is now one of the games we expect them to win because they're playing right. a lesser light. Uh, that has been the story of the season for the New York Islanders. The step down in class, they're fine. Uh, the good teams, they can't win those games. And we've seen that evidence again. Calgary, Edmonton, good teams can't win. Uh, Minnesota can't win. L.A. can't win. Toronto can't win. What are the wins? Arizona, big whoop. Philadelphia, big whoop. Uh, Ottawa, uh, not really all that spectacular. Uh, Vancouver was decent win, but my goodness, I saw a lot of those goals go in uh, early uh, and there was a lot of good bounces, deflection goals. Like I said, that six goal outburst, a little bit of an anomaly when you see how some of those goals went in. I give them credit for the win, but still, what I am noticing here is look at these shot on goal numbers, 30, 37, 36, uh, 30 against Calgary. Uh, this is a team that's for a long time over the Barry Trotz era, given up teens and shots on goal. And even some games are low twenties, mid twenties. They're just not quite that airtight defensive team at the moment that we've seen uh over the years you have seen them give up five to calgary three to edmonton three to vancouver three to the kraken in a bad home loss four to minnesota three to la philadelphia even scored three toronto three i mean they are giving up three goals the majority of their games going into this one uh, now you got a buffalo sabers team that uh looks skinner my goodness, yeah. Jeff Skinner! What a day against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. We're going to talk the most overpaid Skinners. player in the league. Yeah, I mean, if your last name is Skinner, you're playing well apparently right now uh, in the National. We'll get to the other Skinner in Edmonton uh, later on, but uh, Jeff Skinner, uh, what a day for him against the Montreal Canadiens on Super Bowl Sunday. Five three victory over the Canadians uh, for uh, the Sabers in that game, and a massive, massive four goal performance from uh, Skinner. Uh, in that game against the uh, Canadians. That's what he's got to do. I mean, he's, he's a guy that brought, was brought here initially to score goals from Carolina, where he had many of his better years, and he hadn't obviously always played up to that level and consistency here with the Buffalo Sabres. Alex Tuck has been, I think, a shot in the arm for the Sabres as well. Dylan Cousins has chipped in. Uh, Olofsson's healthy now. Tage Thompson's been really solid for Buffalo on that first line center spot. So I've suddenly like what I'm seeing here offensively a little bit from the Sabres. I'm not gonna, I don't do this very often with the New York Islanders, but I'm on a very rare Islanders over uh, in this game at five and a half. It's just to me, the Islanders, if they're gonna put the puck in the net and have that offensive onslaught potentially here tonight against the Buffalo Sabres, the one thing we'd Still don't trust necessarily is the defense and the goaltending combination. Uh, It's going to be Dustin uh, Tokarski uh, in net. He's on a four-game losing streak, and he has a very, very uh, porous uh, 4.05 goals against average, 8.87 save percentage during that four-game losing streak that he's on uh, entering this game. Craig Anderson got the start against Montreal, and he actually didn't play that bad. Tokarski's kind of slumping a little bit. I mean, the Islanders really should find a way to put the puck in the net. You're right. It's the end of the road trip, too, for the Islanders. You wonder if on defense they're a little bit tired, a lot of travel. Remember, out west, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Now you're out east again for Buffalo. The end of this road trip could be a little sloppy, could be a little fatigued. Buffalo is capable offensively maybe to take advantage. So five and a half, a rare Islanders over for yours truly. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here,
2: Islanders and Sabres? is a pass for me and honestly uh, i'd agree with you if i was playing this game i would go over um but lots of action for me tonight not involved in this one all right jimmy islanders sabers jimmy pass there we go i'm alone
0: on an island with the bet on the islanders <laughs> and sabers. i don't Although disagree with your pick won't... i like it though yeah i think so like i say andrew might join me though pregame or in game during the bet cast and that's the thing even though we yeah. don't have a bet on certain games pregame or before the game we can always get involved in our betcast tonight, and again, seven PM Eastern. Make sure you join us for that tonight. And I will say, Ian, I, I
2: don't have this on, on record, but you and I seem to have a pretty good record when we're on the same side on these betcasts so far. I don't know. Last time, I think we were like two and zero oh together when we were on the same page. So,
0: yeah, I, and then the betcasts were very good, especially at the end. I mean, we cashed some good ones at the end of the night. I mean, we had uh, buff, We had Tuck to score at a crazy plus three hundred. We had the Sabres team total over against Vegas. It was a good night uh, two nights ago, two weeks ago on that betcast. cast. So uh, hopefully more of the same tonight. No question. All right. Tampa Bay, New Jersey. Next up, we've got the uh, Lightning minus 300 road favorites, six the total uh, in this one. Uh, you've got obviously uh, Tampa Bay uh, playing, of course, their usual really rock solid sound. Uh, hockey for the most part, 4-3 win against Arizona. Did have to work a little bit for that one. Brian Elliott was in that uh, that game. That was uh, a game that took place way back on uh, Friday night. So this team's actually had three days off prior to this game. Uh, So that's good news as they go to uh, New Jersey uh, to play this one. Uh, They had the uh, 3-2 loss to Colorado before the breakup prior to that uh, win against Arizona. As far as the Devils go, 4-2 loss to Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday. Uh, snapping a mini two-game win streak that they had since, uh, or two of their three wins before the uh, since the break, they lost to Ottawa. They pounded Montreal, beat St. Louis, big upset there, uh, and then they lost 4-2 to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in their last game. As far as the goaltending matchup here, don't have confirmed goalies, but you would assume Andre Vasilevsky clearly in net for Tampa Bay. Uh, with them having been off for a long period of time. We should see probably John Gillies again for New Jersey. They've kind of been going with him lately uh, in that as they await the uh, return of uh, Bernier or Blackwood, uh, who have been out for a long period of time. Unfortunately for the Devils, Jesper Bratt is once again going to miss a second straight game. He missed Sunday's game due to an upper body injury. Uh, He will be out as well tonight. That's a shame because Bratt had been playing quite well uh, for New Jersey, no question. Uh, Andreas Janssen also out. So that means you got to have you know Nate Bastian, uh, Pavel Zaka, Dawson Mercer, Tatar, Sharon Govich, he's sheer all have to step up. Can't be all Jack Hughes uh, without Jesper Bratz. So we'll see if uh, they're capable of doing that here uh, in this game tonight. As far as this uh, one goes, as of right now, I'm kind of going back and forth. I think if I were to prefer anything here in this game, it would probably be the team total three and a half on Tampa. Uh, minus 150 obviously minus 300 there's no way in hell i'm laying that number but it's probably reasonable to expect tampa bay to score four goals you look at their schedule they do play edmonton uh, after this but it's in a while they actually have another break in their schedule after tonight they don't play again uh for a little bit so uh, keep that in mind here when it comes to a uh, tampa bay uh so they can go full bore tonight uh, against new jersey no look ahead they do have a little break in their schedule. Uh, you look at this Devils team, Pittsburgh scored four against them. St. Louis scored four against them. Ottawa scored four, Toronto seven, Toronto six. You know, you get my point. They've given up four goals or more in a lot of games. So obviously it's going to be tricky to keep Tampa Bay off the score sheet with this uh, defense that's been shaky. And John Gillies, who's, let's be honest, below average uh, NHL caliber goaltender for sure. So uh, that's that's the way I'd play it. Tampa team total uh, over three and a half, around minus one fifty. a little juicy, but uh, that's the way I would go in this one. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Lightning Devils.
2: Yeah, another one here. I mean, chalky night. NHL is coming super chalky. There's only a couple teams tonight on the card that aren't below minus that are below minus two hundred. I mean, a lot of big favorites here tonight. Um, but you know, you look at what Tampa Bay has done recently and. I don't know, guys, but I'm still kind of waiting for an outburst from them. You know, between them and the Washington Capitals, I haven't really seen either of those teams have like several games where they blew teams out. And I know that kind of sounds like it, it would be a lot to ask, but it really isn't for those two teams and the caliber of hockey they have. If you look at it, the last five games this team has played, decide by one goal, like you, st- you were talking about, Ian. They haven't really been, you know, playing their best hockey, they've kind of been just coasting along. Um, and I think that again, look at the guys that are out for uh, New Jersey. Um, you know, looking at even just the way they've been playing, the amount of goals they're allowing, no matter who it is, no matter if it's Ottawa, Toronto, you know, who, are, who it really is, they're allowing goals left and right. So, um, I never recommend these huge prices. And I'm, I'm very open and transparent. I'm having a great NHL season. I did lose yesterday when I did a two-teamer with Winnipeg. Um, but I will say that I think that Tampa Bay tonight is a team that you should be popping in to a few two-teamers. And one thing I'll recommend to people out there when we talk about Parlazy, and, and this is just my two cents. I don't want to speak for anybody else. But the problem is there's so many favorites tonight. You make a five-teamer. Jeez, uh, I think my dog might like the underdog tonight. Maybe he likes the Devils. Uh, he's barking a little bit. So um, I think that when you like parlays and you like all these favorites, keep it to two and round Robin. You know, if you like four or five teams um, that are favorites, don't just make one five teamer, make several two teamers and mix and match. That's kind of what I'm doing tonight, Ian. Uh, I'm not going crazy with it, but well, you'll hear me talking about it on the betcast tonight that, you know, I'm not going to mix like, for example, the flames, the blues, and and the Tampa Bay Lightning, for example, right? I could do a three-teamer with those, or I could just find some two-teamers and a partner for each of those, and that's kind of the best way I want to go about it. Any thoughts on that?
0: Uh, it makes sense to me. I think the uh, you don't want to go for these four or five-team parlays. I, exactly. I always tell people, stay away from that. Narrow it down to, I don't even like three-team parlays, you know, to be honest with you. I would, I would usually stick with two and do a series. of. And if you like more favorites than just two on the board, Do a series of two team parlays. Don't make one big four, five, six team parlay because there's always going to be uh, that. And Chris Otto, of course, keep an eye on his totals charts. These are New Jersey's on a first period overrun, the Torrid one. And the first 10 minutes there being a goal in New Jersey games is on a ridiculous run. You got to lay a price now. It's like minus 165 or something, I believe. To have a goal in the first 10 minutes But that goal in the first 10 minutes uh, For New Jersey Devils games has been uh, Almost automatic So if you're willing to pay up for that uh, Goal in the first uh, 10 minutes here uh, In the uh, Lightning and Devils tonight uh, You probably got a good chance of cashing Because it's on a, a torrid, torrid streak uh, At the moment, there's no uh, question about that uh, At Yeah, 10 minutes It looks like, uh, let me just see I've got it here uh, you, know, you can even go up, you can even take a shot here uh, You know uh, both teams to score first period because New Jersey still might find the back of the net, that opening period, but definitely uh, that first 10 minutes, a goal in the first 10 minutes in New Jersey games has been pretty strong. Uh, and first period over for the devils, it's been pretty strong as well. So could be something you consider as well. I probably will bet that. I don't want to know if I'll make them official show plays, but to have a little bit more action early on for our bet cast tonight, I'll probably jump in on that first 10 minutes there being a goal for the Tampa Jersey game and maybe a little first period over one and a half as well. Got to lay a price though with that, but might be worth it here. It's around minus minus one fifty-five with that first period over Uh Jimmy, what do you think here? Tampa, New Jersey?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, like you said, there's not too much value there in that first period over. I love it, but I, I it's just not too much value to do it. So this is going to be a game guys I'm going to look at in, in game and hopefully we can, we can throw some bets in together as we're, as we're doing the betcast tonight. Uh, but back to what Andrew was saying, you, you know, I think Andrew, what's going on there is why they're not blowing teams out. And I think you see the same thing sometimes with Colorado and other, you know, legit cup favorites is these teams now know that, you know, they're so skilled that you got to be careful when you have this approach, but there's some teams that can pull it off that you pace yourself. It's a okay. marathon, not a sprint. And I think they would rather save that for the playoffs and, and know as long as they, they stick to their system and they, can, they don't care if they win 3-2 or 5-2 or 6-2, yeah. they stick to their system. As long as it produces a win, then they're okay with it. They're not worried about blowing these guys out of the water and, and kind of you know flexing their muscles, so to speak. So I think that's what we're seeing there with a team like Tampa, who obviously has been through it now. Mm. They're the back-to-back champs. They know how to pace themselves through a season, and I think that's what you're seeing there.
2: I like it. Well, there's a guy, uh, Brian Leonard on Wager Talk t- today. He was talking about it. Um, same thing you said. He's on uh, Buffalo, Jimmy, plus one and a half goals. And his reasoning is he thinks that even if the Sabres beat them, or excuse me, the Islanders beat them, they're going to win by one. And he's like, I'm yeah. willing to lay the juice on that because the Islanders aren't worried about winning by two or three. They're worried about getting the win. Yes. You know? So exactly. even teams like the Islanders, they're not thinking, we can't wait to blow this team out. They, you're yeah. right. You know, and, and that's the thing about... And, and I never used to be a plus one and a half better, but what you just said there is really intriguing because some of these teams, they're not really, hey, let's go out and win by five tonight. Let's just go out and win. Yeah. You know? Exactly you right.
1: T- you get the times too where they, they do overlook these underdogs, you know, and that's that's the scary part. And it's only natural human tendency to do so. I mean, who's not going to overlook the Montreal Canadiens right now?
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. I mean,
1: who's, who's not? It, it's just natural. It, it's in the back of your head coming into that game like – take the night off we'll still beat them 5-1 i mean it's <laughs> it's, it's not human inclination it's just the reality of the situation
0: yeah it's your body you're your, physically you want to play well you want to dominate you want to beat the hell out of a bad team but that mental side of it won't let you because you just you almost like coast and you think it's going to be easy yeah. and it's the mental versus the physical battle and that's what sometimes trips up teams against inferior competition
2: you hear about that in college football basketball nba where people are always like, I'm going to cut the spread in half and take this team in the first half. I'm like, dude, that's probably going to be the best half for the bad team. The blowout will happen in the second half. And you're going to lose your first half spread on the favorite and the full game will win because the, you know, like you said, I mean, these teams could coast for 60 minutes and beat the Habs right now. The Habs might have a good first period, but through 60 minutes, they're not really beating anybody. Um, So yeah, it's a good point, but uh, we'll see if it happens tonight though, with the devils. (laughs)
0: That's the big question. Yeah. With the uh, Devils are fight. Devils have offense. Devils can score goals, but it's been keeping the puck out. That's been obviously their biggest uh, downfall uh, so far this season, but their offense has kept them in a lot of games and they've actually had a history of giving Tampa Bay a tough game. You look at recent at and they've actually beat Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay recently as well. So we'll see if the Devils can give the lightning another good battle tonight. Speaking of battles, it's the Keystone state rivalry battle. uh, Next up Philadelphia Flyers, Uh, And the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, we've got uh, Pittsburgh minus 320 uh, home favorites, six, the total uh, in this one. This is probably going to be my pass of the night uh, right here. Nothing pregame right now. Uh, As far as uh, when you look at it here, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's team total is three and a half minus 160. No, thanks. Not at that price. Uh, It's just a little higher than the threshold for me that I'm willing to lay a price with that. And uh, Carter Harden net for the Flyers. Casey DeSmith back in net tonight for Pittsburgh and you know He's a guy that's had an up-and-down season, uh, really struggled early on. He's coming off one of his best starts, though, against Ottawa. Very impressive shutout win. Now, you can pick at it a little bit and say, okay, Ottawa's not really scoring as much lately with some of the injuries they've got. But still, Casey DeSmith, very good in that. I'm certainly not looking to bet back the Flyers. I mean, I'm not going to ask the Flyers to beat anybody that's very good. Uh, and that has definitely been their issue. I mean, their wins have been, what, L.A. and Winnipeg, when Winnipeg was beaten up on the blue line. Uh, Other than that, they've struggled. They dropped back-to-back in the home-and-home against the Detroit Red Wings uh, earlier this week. So it's a game I'm going to end up staying off here, side and total. BetCast might get involved in terms of live wagering, though, so stay tuned for that. Andrew, what do you think? Flyers-Penguins?
2: I think tonight's the night uh, Sid gets number 500, Uh, so I'm betting on that. It's not a great price, but that doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm taking Sid to get his goal I mean it's a rivalry game uh Pennsylvania battle here they're at home I mean it just kind of adds up doesn't it guys I mean the NHL's been tweeting about her for a couple games now I think this is kind of the spot for him uh, to do it let me pull up the current price here on uh, draftkings I didn't check draftkings earlier today uh player props yeah so it's it's uh oh geez it's actually better than I thought it's plus 145 so'm i I'm definitely grabbing that. Uh, that's better price, actually, than I locked in, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I talked about t- some two-teamers I've on, Ian. Um, the other one I have for today, which isn't as good of odds, um, but like you mentioned, I like the two-teamers, not the three or four, is Pittsburgh and Calgary, uh, two dance partners together. So um, I think at worst, I go splitsville with those two-teamers that I'm making, uh, those two two-teamers. And uh, I, I just think that Pittsburgh's too much for them. That team total has really risen up, though, in price. And that was minus 150 at about 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, it's really gotten up to minus 160, 65. So um, that one's kind of hard to to take a, a look at. But at minus 320, it's hard to even fathom kind of what we can do with this besides, you know, throwing in a two-teamer or some player props and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, guys, plus 145 for Sid to get number 500 tonight. That's a bet for me.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: over or pass? I, you know what, I would, I, I, I am going to target the over in the first
0: period. If it starts scoreless in the first five, ten minutes of the game, this is like an Alex P. Smith special. I'm going to wait for the bet cast, maybe grab a five-and-a-half in-game because it is a strong over series history. 18-7-3 uh, is the run to the over, head-to-head Flyers versus Penguins. Pretty strong. Uh, but again, you're talking about six to minus 130. It's close to hitting six-and-a-half. So to me, this is weight. Maybe five minutes into the game, first TV timeout, you're going to get a five and a half if it's scoreless at that time. Those are the kind of positive expectation bets you look for and you try to make with live betting. And the kind of concepts we're going to try to show you tonight and every Tuesday night on the BetCast for sure, getting better prices, better numbers live than you can get pregame with a particular wager. All right, Jimmy, what do you think here? Flyers and Penguins.
1: What I think is I'm loving goals here, boys. Give me the uh, the first period over and the uh, the total over as well. All right. And so, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get on the Crosby to score as well. I, I think Andrews right. He does it tonight.
0: All right. First period over. Full game over. Uh, split right. bet with the Crosby uh, two, to score and Crosby to score, which is again, uh, again, you're, you're never gonna get the uh, bargain uh, necessarily for uh, Crosby to score, but you can still uh, see an out there plus one twenty. Uh, in some spots, with the uh, and if you shop around, it's even better. In some places, you can get even as high as plus 140, it appears, according to our guy, uh, Nick Earl in the chat. So, uh, yeah, it's plus 145 a... at DraftKings. There you go, right yeah, there. It's the reason why we love DraftKings here. Yeah. They give you that's a great price, that's really, really good because some books just have plus 120. So, yeah,
2: good. I wanted to mention, guys, real quick, everyone keeps on calling him my favorite player. Uh, but Jake Gensel overshots, it's been printing money. Um, if it doesn't hit one game, it bounces back for two or three and a more. So, uh, it's three and a half now it was two and a half for a while, but, uh, I will be taking a look at that and, uh, Hey, we're doing the bet cast tonight. We want lots of different things to cheer on. Uh, I think that line with Gensel and Crosby gets lots of action.
0: All right. Boston Bruins, New York Rangers, uh, Rangers minus minus one fifty uh, home favorites here, five and a half the total, uh, in this game. Uh, this is a. This is a game where I should be on the Rangers because I know they're better than Boston. I know that Boston struggles to beat good teams. And I believe Adam Fox is back tonight for the uh, New York Rangers. Yes, he is. Of course, he was missed clearly uh, prior to the All-Star break. Missed the last three games with an upper body injury. Uh, so Adam Fox rejoins the Rangers lineup. Still no Bergeron, still no Marchand uh, in the lineup for the Boston Bruins tonight. They did beat Ottawa. I'll give them credit. They got thumped by the Carolina Hurricanes, and I don't think they felt good about it, Boston. Uh, and they played a very good, solid, sturdy road game against Ottawa uh, without Bergeron and Marchand, but now you're playing the New York Rangers. The one thing that concerns me here, and it's why I'm not going to be looking at the Rangers at minus 150 or even at the regulation pregame, is that old layoff and that extended layoff, and that is not something I'm betting on. And I'm not betting on teams in this kind of situation, especially when they're minus 150 favorites. I don't want Boston without Marjon and Bergeron against any good team. That's clear as day. I do not want the Bruins tonight uh, in this game. But at the same point in time, the Rangers are on a long layoff. I mean, so you're in a situation here where you got to trust them. And we have seen repeated examples, St. Louis last week, Anaheim last week, San Jose last night uh, against Edmonton. These teams that have been off for two uh, weeks close to two weeks. They are struggling. They can't get up to game speed. They're having the game basically dominated by the other team. And you look at all these games. The other team has controlled the game. New Jersey controlled the game against St. Louis. Seattle was probably the better team against Anaheim. And Edmonton controlled the game against San Jose last night. It's like the Sharks were stuck in mud. That's a product of not playing in an actual game for almost two weeks. And that's what we've got here for the New York Rangers. So it's a a pass for me. This is definitely a, a watch. See how it goes. And Let's make some money live with this game, possibly tonight on the BetCast. Uh, that's the way I'm approaching it. Uh, Andrew, what do you think, Bruins and Rangers?
2: Yeah. Uh, look, I um, I told you guys about that new segment I'm doing every Monday, the buy and sell segment. This week's sell, for at least the time being, was the Boston Bruins, um, and I think there's a there's a possible depth problem problem right now, um, and I think that it's going to come to uh, to show tonight even though New York hasn't played in a long time, they aren't the San Jose Sharks. Um, the San Jose Sharks uh, hadn't played in a long time. We saw what happened to them. Uh, with a good goaltending uh, team and a good you know, defensive team, I think they'll be able to get the job done. So um, I'll lay the minus 150. Small lean towards the over. Actually, I was kind of back and forth in the total all day. I could kind of see spots for for both because I, I, I am preaching that I think Bruins have a depth problem. But I do think that I think that, you know what? I'll say this. I think the first period goes over, and I genuinely believe we can take a live bet on the under after that, and that could cash. I worry about New York's legs out the gate, but I feel like they settle in defensively after that. But um, I'm just laying it with the Rangers on the money line. I I just, this should be a spot the Bruins could potentially capitalize in, but I'm not so sure they can. Those three
0: games, by the way, with the Sharks and the Blues and the the, the Ducks, which was Friday against Seattle, I believe the first period over cashed in all of those games. Edmonton uh, Edmonton did all the scoring, but the first period over did cash last night. It was 2-0 after the first period. That game stayed under. I think the other two still went over the full game, but all three of them went over in the first period. So I would say I don't like the total either way in this game, but I think if you like the over, this could be a game where you really do legitimately consider the first period as opposed to the full game uh, with the uh, over. Uh, In this game, because uh, we've seen the goals early in the first 20 minutes with these teams like the New York Rangers tonight, who are on these on this extended nearly two week layoff of no action, no games uh, uh, coming out of the all star break. So uh, it might be if you like the over, maybe look at goals early rather than uh, later. What do you think here, Jimmy Bruins and Rangers?
1: Yeah, I think this is it's a tough one here. I mean, the Rangers typically do pretty well against the Bruins, and we saw what happened the last time they played when they – I think it was on Black Friday uh, back in Boston. And, you know, there, there were a two, 2-2 two, two game headed to the third period there, and the Rangers exploded for three goals, one five to two. Um, so that's something, you know, in-game I may look at as the game goes on, maybe laying some money on the Rangers as the game goes on. Um, but as far as heading into this, I'm liking that first period over guys. I'm with you. I do. I like that a lot. I think that both teams are going to come out. Obviously the rain, you know, sometimes it takes a while to get going again, but I, I think the Rangers are going to have a lot of energy. They're going to be juiced up MSG. Uh, they're going to be pumped up and then the Bruins are playing some better hockey as well. So give me that first period over is my official bet for this, but this is something I'm going to watch in game.
0: All right. There we go. So first period over and we'll be watching it for sure. This will be one of the games I'll definitely be watching the most uh, on the bet cast because it is one of the marquee games, certainly of the early uh, slate of games. So uh, we will definitely be uh, keeping a close eye on it. Again, this is difficult because kind of is a bet against team right now. Boston for me uh, against good teams and without Marshawn and Bergeron, kind of like they were against Carolina, which couldn't have been any easier. Uh, The Carolina bet in that game uh, against Boston uh, last week, and now they're playing a very good Rangers team. But that Ranger layoff does bother me because we have seen teams really, really struggle uh, in this kind of spot so far uh, this year. And that does uh, concern you. Uh, All right. uh, Before we uh, get to our next game, uh, let's mention, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL and also the NBA Uh, New customers can bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Uh, Everyone can play for huge cash prizes uh, daily with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. Great thing to take advantage of. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partners of the NHL and nba 21 years of age or older you must be minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited minimum five dollar deposit gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER download the draftkings app sign up for an account and use the promo code thpn all right moving on washington capitals nashville predators we've got uh, nashville minus 140 uh, home favorites six the total uh, in this game, uh, this one's a tricky one. You got Washington. Something ain't right with the Capitals. There's no doubt. Uh, it's just too inconsistent, too erratic with this team at the moment. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, figure it out. Bounce back here in this game against the uh, Predators. They'll also be looking to bounce back. They lost 5-2 uh, on the weekend to the to the Winnipeg Jets. And now they've dropped two games straight coming out of the All-Star break. Washington just 1-3 in, in their last four games. Losing to Columbus. Getting upset in that game. Losing to Edmonton. Uh, Although Ovi didn't play in that game. And then of course the 4-1 loss to Ottawa and Ottawa was in a tough, tough spot back to back games, back to back early afternoon games. And Washington cannot take advantage losing to the uh, senators in that game. The thing that jumps out off the page at me in this game is two teams lacking discipline, two teams taking way too many penalties and two teams not killing off those penalties. Penalty kill is disaster. For both of these teams right now uh that definitely does concern you and both of these teams have very capable power plays you know nashville scored at least a power play goal uh in um it looks like uh six of their last eight games we know washington's power play is always capable they've capitalized on the uh, power play five goals uh, in the last uh, six games on the power play uh you've got a dominant over series history here i mean seven straight overs head to head five three five four six five seven two six three four three six three to me it's just a slam dunk decision here bet over the total. I mean it's just to me you've got two penalty kills that are struggling two teams that are taking too many penalties two teams that are lacking discipline uh I think for Washington it's a get after it game after losing four-1 against Ottawa that means go for it be aggressive. Look to get the lead. I think same thing for Nashville. You get an aggressive mindset. This could be one of those games where I even consider one of the, a Jimmy Murphy special here. First period over, full game over. Doing a little bit of a double up here. I think we'll see the goals. The series history screams over both of these teams at the defensive end. And even their goaltending. Soros has been kind of average the last few starts uh, in net for the Predators. And we've talked ad nauseum about Washington's goaltending. With Vanna out. you can't trust anybody. Uh, Sam Sonov still hasn't figured it out. Sam Sonov is still fighting the puck right now. You can't really trust him night in and night out for the Capitals. And even if he doesn't start tonight, you got to go to Phoenix Copley. We saw what happened to him in his last start. It wasn't very pretty. They got goaltending issues. So for me, it's over the total here, Washington, Nashville, rather than choosing or
2: trusting either side to win the game. Uh, Andrew, what do you think Capitals spreads? Right there, exactly with you. You know, a lot of the advanced stats I've looked at today for both these teams um shout out to action network honestly they had a really good article on this game uh they do a good job with kind of the, the advanced numbers there and i do dive into that stuff quite a bit but this is one of those games where i just don't really want to pick a side i mean uh both the goaltending for these teams right now has been a little bit shaky actually in some games um their overall over teams just in general last time they met the score was five three here um expected goal numbers are actually huge for both these teams and Uh, power plays don't put either of these teams on a power play they'll make you pay so uh, I'm a little bit shocked it's not six and a half but I think because of the you know the the predators can play a little bit defensive sometimes we just Nashville's involved yeah Yeah. exactly we don't get there with the six and a half so I like it at six I'm right there with you um, on the over
0: all right Jimmy what do you think here, Washington Nashville
1: yeah I'm loving this over as well guys and I'm also gonna go with Nashville too I mean you're you're right Ian we keep saying, when is Washington going to fix it? What, when are they finally going to get in that groove? And I, I know they've got injuries, and you know, and I, I understand that's a factor, but there is, there's just something missing with this Capitals team, and I, I can't pinpoint, and obviously they can't either. Uh, and I think it's going to be this way until they figure it out. Maybe they they find the the missing ingredient at the trade deadline. I don't know, but right now there is definitely something off about this Capitals team. So. I don't like going near them uh, it, it, as far as betting on them, but I'm going to go against them for sure. Give me the Preds.
0: All right. Liking the uh, Predators here for uh, Jimmy in this one. And it's uh, you're right. Oh, she's missed. And Mantha's, Mantha's missed. Mantha was a, a player that they've been counting on since they got him from Detroit, and he hasn't played in a long, long time. So uh, they definitely want to get some of these guys back in the lineup for the uh, Capitals. And uh, we'll see if uh, – I, I do expect their offense to get a jolt here tonight because, again, Nashville, that was – Beyond bad for Nashville, the number of just really bonehead penalties they took against Winnipeg. You can't give a team eight power plays. You know, that's that's just not the way you can can expect to win a hockey game. And that's exactly what they did against Winnipeg. So and you see the Capitals have been in the box a lot lately, too. So if there's a lot of power plays that could help this game uh, go over the total for sure. All right, Dallas, Colorado. This is the second of a home and home series between these two teams. We got the Avalanche minus two sixty home favorite six the total in this game. You know Colorado just you know whipped Dallas in the uh, meeting on Sunday in Dallas. A very impressive workmanlike effort. A very good defensive game from Colorado. I certainly think they've got the chance to keep it going and win the second half of this home and home uh, in Denver tonight. Although there are a couple of intangibles that worry a little about Colorado. They got Vegas next up a huge, huge showdown in what's going to be the Jack Eichel return most likely uh, for the V or Jack Eichel debut return Mm -hmm. to the NHL, but debut for the Vegas uh, golden Knights, a huge game. And you got to think of maybe uh, uh, Colorado, maybe looking one eye to that game, potentially, Next up for them tomorrow night in Vegas. You know, you worry about that a little bit. And plus, probably going to see Franco's, and not that Franco's, yeah, it is Franco's, which I expected. uh, Probably give Kemper the start against Vegas. Jake Ottinger will be in net for the Dallas Stars uh, after Holpe got the start uh, on Sunday afternoon against Colorado. Uh, So we'll see how this one goes. As far as I'm concerned, though, when you look at this matchup, It's just tough to go against Colorado at home. It really, really is. But I I know there was someone that was asking me about this uh, game on Twitter and said, can we make a case for the Stars at the plus price? Situationally, you can. They're off the loss. They're in revenge against this team. And Colorado's got a huge game tomorrow night. But I just don't think Dallas may be good enough to beat Colorado and take advantage of this. So it's a pass for me uh, in terms of the side and total. This is probably going to be a game that I look at live. Be careful with the over here. I mean, it's six shaded to the over, and I understand the interest, but Colorado's got a track record right now, the last week or two. They get a lead at home. They shut it down. They're not going after more goals. They're not going after, you know, four, five, six goals. If they can get two, three goals and be up three to one, they're looking to just park the bus, so to speak, And especially with them playing Vegas tomorrow night. You know, that could be a live under opportunity. If they get a lead early here, they got Vegas tomorrow night. You don't want to expend too much energy. Just rely on the defense, you know, play a sound, sturdy, tight, you know, low event game the rest of the way. Keep your stamina for Vegas tomorrow night, that big matchup. That could be something you target here, maybe possibly tonight with us uh, on the BetCast uh, later on tonight. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here with Dallas and Colorado?
2: You know, it's I've got this theory that uh, I do quite a bit when teams have played each other um, in a really short time. They're playing two times here. I look towards whatever the total happened in the first game. I usually look towards the other option in the second meeting. And we saw a four nothing victory for Colorado, just pure dominance out of them. I'm on the over six in this one. I feel like Colorado continues to get theirs. They're a team you don't want to predict not to score. They're going to score. But I think Dallas capitalizes as well, and they get going. They're eager to bounce back off that uh, rough game for them. So um, I think both teams uh, get going here. And let's be honest, I mean, if we even got two goals from the Stars, we got to push in that last game. Unfortunately, they get shut out. I think tonight we go over the total.
0: Definitely is a theory that can work. And I, I know it's uh, in the NBA even. I've done it as well with uh, back-to-back and home-and-home, and home, especially with the total, if the first game stays under the second game goes over or vice versa. The first game goes over and the second game stays under that can happen uh, from time to time. So uh, we'll see. Uh, it depends on the game flow too. Like if Dallas gets the lead early in this game and, and, and surprises Colorado gets the lead, this turns into an over game very quickly because called park, the bus with Colorado in front is not going to happen. You know, if Dallas gets the lead early, so, uh, that changes the game. That's why this is definitely a good live betting thing. If Dallas takes the lead, this becomes an over game. If Colorado takes the lead, goes up 2 nothing, 3 nothing, 3-1, then this is probably going to slow to a crawl, uh, and maybe you know the goals will actually uh, simmer down uh, later on in the game. So it's a good game to watch and observe for sure, but I understand the case for the over. Again, with these home-and-homes, maybe look for the different result from the first meeting. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think, Dallas-Colorado?
1: Yeah, I'm right there with the over as well, but I'm also going to look at Colorado specifically and take their team total over. You get some really good value on it right now. Uh, they're just, they're they're a work, a workhorse. They're, they're rolling right now. And Dallas is one of these teams, guys, like, you know, coming into the season, I thought of them as an under team, but they've had more overs than I, I imagined they would. And uh, when you're playing a team like Colorado, you're going to give up some goals regardless of how good you are defensively. So give me that team total over.
0: All right, Colorado team total uh, over, uh, which you can get at uh, minus 140 uh, in this one, and also the uh, full game over six here with the uh, Stars uh, and the uh, Avalanche uh, in uh, this uh, back-to-back, again, these same two teams. They played in Dallas on uh, Sunday and now in Colorado tonight. Uh, All right, next game on the uh, slate here as we continue along. Just two games left. We've got the Columbus Blue Jackets and the hotter-than-hot Calgary Flames. These are are not just flames. These are red-hot flames right now. Flames that will burn your ass right now. That's the Calgary (laughs) Flames uh, at this point in time. Uh, We've got uh, Calgary minus 280. uh, Home favorites. uh, Huge home favorites here. Six the total uh, in this game. Uh, When you look at this matchup, Calgary is just very impressive. Uh, Everything that they're doing right now is both ends of the ice. I mean, their defensive play has been sturdy. Uh, Jacob Markstrom has been outstanding, I think, for the better part of the last week or two. And their offense is as good as I've seen it. I mean, in, in a long, long time, Johnny Gaudreau looks like the Johnny Gaudreau that we think can dominate the league at times. And we just hadn't seen that version of him for a, the, an extended amount of time. But you look at this uh, team, guys, and what they're doing. Their last 10 games, they lost 5-1 to St. Louis, and they had a one nothing overtime win against Vancouver when Demko was out of his mind kind of like the way he played against Toronto Saturday night but other than that they've scored 3-7-6-4-4-6-5-5 especially out of the all-star break they've scored 16 goals in three games combined they are lighting it up Gaudreau Kachuk uh, getting involved Mangiapane can't be stopped right now Mangiapane's figured out how to score at the Saddledome most of his goals were scored on the road this year, and now he's figured out how to score goals in the Saddle dome. and now it's made this uh, Calgary team uh, even more dangerous. So uh, there's a lot to like right now with the Flames uh, at the moment with their ability to score goals in bunches, with their ability to, again, protect a lead. That's also been solid uh, going into this game. You look at their schedule tonight. I've just got that feel. They played the Leafs. They played Vegas. They played the Islanders, who... Outside of the conference, but still a team that's been in the playoffs, been to the conference finals the last couple of years. Now you play lowly Columbus. I just get that sense this is going to be a little bit of, of a as in they're winning too. They're winning games comfortably. I could see them sloughing off and a little looser defensively tonight, Calgary. Just because you know they've they've had some big games, some good competition, good opponents. Now you play lowly Columbus, who so they already uh, absolutely crushed six to nothing uh, earlier this year in Columbus. Remember that was that game where. Columbus gave up, what, 50 shots on goal over that uh, in that game. It was an embarrassing performance, to be quite honest with you, by the Jackets in that game. 62 shots on goal <laughs> for the Calgary Flames in that game. A 6 nothing shutout. I think Columbus really, really tries to make amends. He never like losing that kind of game to somebody. I don't expect them to win, but I expect the effort to be there. I expect them to pepper shots on goal. I expect them to really uh, bring the forecheck in the offensive zone. And they do catch a break tonight in that Daniel Vladar uh, is going to be in net tonight for the Calgary Flames as they give uh, Jacob Markstrom a little bit of a rest. And for Vladar, you know, he's been it's been good at times, but lately not as much. He's given up four goals to San Jose, four goals to Tampa Bay, six goals to Carolina uh, in his last three starts. So I like this game over the total. Uh, of six here, Jackets and Flames. I think it gets there. I like a Calgary team total probably a, a consideration as well. Uh, three and a half minus one forty. Uh, I think they could get to four. They've done they've gotten to four in every game since the All-Star break. Uh, Chris Otto's thought on that, that. That is good value. A team total Calgary Flames over one and a half in the first period. Flames team total over one and a half first period plus one ninety. That's very good value. And they have been jumping on teams early in games. That is, that is a, that's a good price. That's win or lose, Chris, that is a bet where you say that's a good value. Win or lose, that's worth a bet. If it loses, so be it. But at that value, at that price, you can't shy away from taking it, in my opinion. So I like the full game over. I like the Calgary team total over. And what Chris Otto, our friend, is saying in the chat with that Flames team total first period over one and a half plus half plus one ninety. I could see it. I could easily see two goals from the flames in the opening period. And at that price, almost plus 200 terrific find uh, by Chris. I agree. That's that's worth a bet just on value alone. Uh, Andrew, what do you think jackets and flames?
2: You know what? All I really have is that two teamer um, that I mentioned earlier. So it's, it's, it's just those, uh, those two, two parlays that I've made. And I felt like, Obviously, those are the dance partners you, you want to put together. So I've got the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Calgary Flames and, again, uh, Tampa Bay and St. Louis uh, together. But, you know, the Flames are hot right now, no pun intended. And I think that there's no point in going against them against bottom feeders like the Jackets. I mean, this is where they're going to get their points. They're going to try and get the full two. And, and you know, I don't see them slowing down right now. I, I just – when you've got a goaltender like they do, um, whether it's even, – even Vladar has been good as well. He hasn't been too bad. And their defense is stepping up. I find that when you have more forward success, the defensemen don't feel like they have to jump into the rush as much. And I've noticed that with the Flames. I could be wrong, but I think the, you know, the defensemen are kind of staying at home a lot more, which is might be helping them.
0: Uh, hopefully uh, Elvis Merzlikins doesn't get the uh, kind of rubber thrown at him that he had in the first meeting against Calgary. I mean, he had, he was in net that night when they had 62 shots Actually stopped 56 of them. So all things considered, it could have been worse uh, for Columbus in that game. But, no, uh, you know, Merzlikens will get the nod tonight. Um, let's see if uh, Columbus can at least negate the shot count a little bit tonight because that was just clearly not good enough when you're giving up 62 shots on goal to a team like the Jackets did uh, in Columbus against this Calgary Flames team earlier this year. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here Columbus and Calgary?
1: Yeah, I just loving the flames here. I got a couple on, or actually a few on this on the flames tonight. Uh, first off, give me a little prop on Tyler Toffoli to get a goal in his first game with yeah, the. He's expected guess, to be in the lineup, by the way. Yep. Yep. Why not? You know, and I think he's going to be juiced up coming from a a miserable season in Montreal. Now he's on a contender, and he's he knows a lot of these guys. Part of the reason they acquired him was the chemistry he has with so many guys in that dressing room already, and obviously head coach Daryl Sutter. Uh, so, give me a uh, go prop on him. I'm also liking that team total over for the Calgary Flames in the first period as well. Thanks to Otto for pointing that out. And I'm with you. in uh, Give me the over in the whole game. And one more. Give me a Jimmy Puck line, even though it's not the best value. Give me a Jimmy Puck line on the Calgary Flames.
0: Yeah, which is minus 115. That's not bad, actually. Minus 115. Yeah, you like to get some plus on the size. Puck
1: line. But, yeah. yeah.
0: But, like in the minus one and a half years. Hey, in this matchup, Jimmy. Yeah. Hard to yeah. argue it. <laughs> I
1: think yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Columbus, uh, you know, Columbus, the, the one thing about Columbus, though, if you, if again, I'm going to mention the same, you know, cast of characters that I've mentioned lately for them. Off end. Like, if you're going to take some Jackets props, and again, you got Vladar, not Markstrom tonight uh, in net. So there's a potential maybe for the Jackets. Uh, Lion is the guy right now. He's definitely uh, playing well for the uh, Jackets. Bjork Strand's been good. Even Gus Nyquist, the veteran, has been uh, phil- uh, chipping in a little bit offensively lately. Can never disappoint. What about Boone?
2: Boone Jenner <laughs> yeah,
0: at times. Tessier sometimes as well uh, can chip in. So, yeah, I do think you'll see goals both ways. Probably, obviously, more from Calgary. Don't get me wrong. But uh, definitely, I think the Jackets will uh, find the back of the net here a little bit as well. Uh, All right, we've got uh, one game left. That's it. Uh, Last game coming up on the uh, slate here to wrap up the uh, Tuesday card. uh, We've got the uh, Edmonton Oilers taking on the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Oilers minus, or Kings rather, minus 115 uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, The total uh, six pretty much uh, across the board here uh, in this one uh, between these two teams. Actually, six and a half. Uh, is what we're seeing here with the uh, total uh, in most spots. Uh, The LA Kings, another one of those teams that is on a long extended layoff. We have not seen the LA Kings play for a very long period of time. That concerns me, just like it does with the Rangers tonight, like it concerned me with San Jose last night, Anaheim and St. Louis last week, and all of those teams really had a tough time in that first game, and they all lost that first game. So you're talking about teams with the two-week layoff, 0-3 you know, and that's the situation here for the LA Kings. They have not played since February 2nd, nearly two full weeks uh, since their last game. So you actually look at it on paper, you think, which is the worst spot? The Kings on a two-week layoff or the Edmonton Oilers second to back-to-back games on the road? I think it's worse for the Kings. I think the fact the Oilers are playing good hockey, they've won now two in a row with Jay Woodcroft. And I don't want to Look, the the Oiler fans, if you see some of their tweets on Twitter after last night's game, they're ready to build a monument and a statue next to Gretzky uh, outside the arena there in Edmonton for Jay Woodcroft already. I mean, they are just singing this guy's praises already and the job he's done. And look, it's two games. It's a two-game sample size. We can't go nuts just yet. But I will say this, guys. You talk about team defense and some structure and and some stability and, and some just changing the way you play. You know how many years we've watched the Edmonton Oilers and just criticize this team for giving up their own blue line so easily, letting the entry into their own zone. It's like a free pass. It's like here, you want to come into our offense, uh, defensive zone. Here you go. Just skate on through, get whatever scoring chances you want. That's been the Edmonton Oilers for the last several years. Do you know what I've seen now in these two games under Woodcroft against the Islanders and the sharks? They're standing up at the blue line, they're standing up in the neutral zone. They're not giving up the blue line as easily. You got to work now. You got to chip the puck by them. They're not just letting you skate easily and generate speed through the neutral zone to get into the zone now against the Oilers. That's been the difference I've seen, uh, and it's been remarkable. I mean, they just they kept the shots at a minimum. They kept the quality chances that the Sharks had at a minimum last night in that 3 nothing shutout win. I know Stuart Skinner got the uh, shutout win for the uh, Edmonton Oilers last night. Congrats to him for his first shutout uh, in his NHL career. But it was a quiet shutout. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have to do a whole lot. They didn't put him in a situation where he had to make a ton of huge saves. It was a very good game uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. You do factor in, yes, and Robert's point is true, Islanders and uh, Sharks. It's not like they've beaten you know, juggernauts here. Uh, in these first two games, but they've had a lot better team structure. They've had a lot better uh, team defense. Uh, The commitment without the puck's been stronger. And look, they're getting some depth scoring. I mean, look at the guys that scored some of those goals last night. Warren Fogle uh, chips in offensively uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers last night. Uh, you, You know, you had Darnell Nurse scoring a goal for you. Of course, Connor got on the board, but uh, McDavid, but as well, I mean, you've seen uh, Cody Cece from the blue line score for you. Pooley Arvey scored against the Islanders the other night. You know, for finally, they're starting to get some of their other contributors helping out uh, Leon and Connor offensively. So lots to like here uh, from the Edmonton Oilers tonight, uh, or lots to like for the Edmonton Oilers in these two games. I'm going to ride them again. And I said this with Andrew yesterday, that I was going to ride Cal- Edmonton as long as they kept winning. Uh, in these first few games since the coaching change, and I'm going to take them again here right around even money. All the money's come in on Edmonton. This did open, L.A. minus 140. It's down to even money here, so you're not getting the best price, but I'm still looking to take Edmonton here uh, and ride this team, which is playing some of their best, most complete hockey that I've seen in years in these first two games. Now, again, will this be sustainable? Can they keep this up long-term? That's the million-dollar question. If I had the answer for you, I'd be rich, but I don't know. Uh, you know, that, but, but what I do know is we've had two very good examples in these two games since the coaching change of a different looking, more responsible Edmonton team and, and a style that's going to win them games, not only the rest of the regular season, but in the playoffs, uh, if they make it there The question is, can they keep playing that way? I hope they can at least for one more night tonight, uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, I'll be on them here at even money. Andrew, what do you think here? Oilers Kings.
2: Yeah, I think the wrong team's favored in this one. And, uh. The Osmakers aren't really taking that time off into account, especially for a good defensive team like the LA Kings. Um, I, you know, this Oilers team. I told you guys, I feel like the, the term back to back is the mo- one of the most overused expressions in sports handicapping, as far as the money line goes. Edmonton should be feeling great about yesterday. If I was Edmonton, I'd want to play the next day too. You know, you want to you want to move that momentum immediately. Let's not let that slow down at all. Give me another team. Give me an opponent that hasn't played in several days. I mean, not even several days, longer than a week. That's what I'd want. If I was the Oilers after a great team effort, good defensive effort. Um, I think situationally. uh, It has to be the Oilers here tonight. Um, I've locked it in on the money line and I like it quite a bit.
0: There we go. Uh, uh, Andrew, like in Edmonton as well. You can get them around minus one Oh five at the current price uh, in this one. And, we're going to try to keep the bet cast rolling right through this game uh, in the late night hours. And my plan is to stick around for it. So uh, stay tuned. It'll be a long night on the BetCast, but I'm going to be in and out. That's the one thing I'm going to mention. And if I'm going to go long into the night, I'll be taking my little 15, 20 minute intermission periods at some point. And uh, hopefully you deserve it, man. You deserve all it. of you guys carry the show. Like I talk enough, like, come on, you can give me a <laughs> 15 or 20 minute intermission during the bet cast tonight. So that way, you know, you get a little break to refill your drink or, washroom and all that stuff smoke break whatever the case may be for you <laughs> not for me but for some people yeah a little smoke break but regardless but uh i'm gonna try to keep the bet cast going right through the end of this late game uh oilers and kings tonight so
2: my, my again, plan Ian, is to join a little bit later today yeah um and, and then, I'll, then i'll be on kind of for some of the later games that's kind of what i'm planning on doing sounds um, good that You'll way I'm it not...
0: whenever you can yep yeah great sounds stuff good. all right jimmy edmonton la
1: yeah, guys, I mean, look, I love the value you can get on the Oilers right now. They're playing much better hockey, much more structured hockey, like you said, Ian. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Oilers in regulation in this one. They're going to spoil the party in L.A. I'm not you know, I'm not sure if you guys know, but they are going to have a little ceremony for Drew Doughty for his 1,000th game before the game tonight. I'm sure he'll get that one, the golden stick they give him. Uh, so they'll have a little ceremony there. And, you know, I've always been one who I never like the home teams when they have the pregame ceremonies. I feel like they come out flat. So I'm also going to take the Oilers' puck line in the first period. uh, And then, or excuse me, the Oilers' money line in the first period. And then, guys, you look at the the over-under in this right now, based on the way the Oilers are playing, based on the fact that LA's had a long layoff, they could be a little flat. I like the Oilers to continue this suffocating defense and stay structured. So give me the under as well.
0: You know what? what? he can't argue with that. You can't yeah. no, six and a half here. I mean, we're talking this totals lined like the Kings are an offensive juggernaut, which yeah. they're not—not not on a consistent basis. And they're six and a half like the Oilers are a sieve defensively, which in two games under Jay Woodcroft mm-hmm. they have not been that. They've yeah. been sturdy. They've been responsible.
1: Well, we got to uh, ask: Is the Super Bowl going to be in the house tonight? You think or what?
0: Uh, yeah. Probably. I'm sure they'll, they'll do something with yeah, the LA they Rams. Do something I would the think Rams, so, right? Yeah, I well,
2: They don't so. want to embarrass the Kings. It's been a while since they were close to touching anything.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, longer than any Canadian no, they, team. Or, they, sure. or, they, or, they, they won at least most recently before any Canadian team did. So That's they, true. the last, last laugh is still on most teams in the league because the Kings yeah. what, winning their cups with Sutter. It was still only, what, six, seven, eight, nine years ago. So.
1: By the way, uh, how'd but, you guys do? I didn't get to talk to you. How'd you do in the Super Bowl?
0: I did good. I mean, uh, profitable, not monstrous. It yeah. looked like at one point it was going to be monstrous, but Mixon rece- receiving yards fell short. Odell got hurt.
2: A couple other bets fell you short. You have Odell
1: on yeah. the MVP. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah, I did too. The Odell hurt me for receiving yards, Jimmy. That was yeah. one of my yeah. favorite he was bets. Rolling man, he was and he was going to get. Them. I needed eleven more yards. Yeah, yeah. eleven yeah. more he was yards. Rolling.
1: And then uh, I actually teased. I teased the Rams down and then uh, teased up the. Uh, the the over under. So I had the under. So it actually worked good. I did all right on that. But awesome. A lot of yeah, my to, props didn't hit.
0: Yeah. To Jimmy's point, Edmonton's maybe right now, until proven otherwise, an under team at the moment.
1: Yeah. And you could get, you probably get some good value because like it might take a few games for the odds makers to read into this new, uh, this new Edmonton Oilers team.
0: Yep, exactly. I mean, just what, defensively aware? Wow, my goodness. You're right. It's uh, something we have not said with the Edmonton Oilers in a sense very often over the last- Do uh, Skinner, eh? (laughs) hey? Yeah, and Skinner was good. Skinner made actually a couple of really good saves early in the game. But then as the game went on, uh, Edmonton really tightened it up and didn't allow a lot. In the first period, they kind of allowed San Jose to really dictate the play, and then Skinner was good, and then they took over uh, from that point on. But I think it's going to be Mike Smith tonight. Uh, on the back-to-back pretty sure of that uh, that we're going to see mike smith tonight for the uh, edmonton Oilers. He played well against the islanders in uh, the first game uh, after the coaching change on friday night so yeah mike smith cal peterson Uh, the goaltenders uh, in this game for the Oilers and Kings. All right, great stuff. We're going to wrap it up because we're going to be back in three and a half hours for the BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Again, DM any one of us if you want to join us live on the stream and we'll shoot you the link uh, before the BetCast starts. Let's wrap it up with best bets uh, to wrap up this show. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Best bet.
2: I'm going to go with the Colorado and Dallas over six. Uh, I I love kind of the quick opportunity for Dallas to bounce back and get some goals themselves. we got all the guys in the chat room right now, Chris and Earl uh or Nick, uh, talking about the uh Kyle as well. Stars team total. Hey, that'll help me uh if they get some goals. So over six for me, Stars uh, abs. All right. Stars
0: abs over six. Best bet for uh, Andrew McGinnis here. Jimmy, what do you like for best bet? Muted, Jimmy.
1: Muted. There we go. Uh, I, I'm going to go with that under six and a half uh, in that King's Oilers game.
0: All right. Edmonton, Los Angeles, under six and a half. A best bet for uh, Jimmy Murphy. Looks like it's three best bet totals tonight uh, for the Ice Guys crew. Mine will be Washington, Nashville, uh, over six. Uh, Pretty easy decision uh, of just crazy over series history, one over after another, head to head, Capitals versus Predators. Two teams with a sense of urgency after losing the last game, slumping a bit. I expect them to be aggressive, look to get out in front early, and, and that should open up the game quite a bit. And we'll see goals both ways, in my opinion. Two slumping net minders all of a sudden, Saros and Samsonov for these two teams, and slumping defenses. Teams taking a lot of penalties, two teams struggling on the penalty kill. Good recipe for goals. Washington-Nashville over six for my best bet uh, for tonight. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We will be back three and a half hours from now, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight for the Ice Guys live betcast. cast. Make sure you join us for that. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time the Ice Guys live betcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.